Well, I thank you very much, Gary. 7.35 here on this Monday morning, 13th day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and we are glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. One of the the things that was so, he just kept coming into my uh, mind this weekend was the crime and what, how many people got shot this weekend? I was mentioning that at 6. We really got to start on Monday morning with the, what will we call it? The murder, the murder tally, the, the murder minute. Um, does anybody care anymore? Or, we just, or have, we, have we established that this is just going to be the new way of life here in Central Virginia? When I was growing up, Richmond City was the murder capital of the United States. By population. So that was lousy. But I will tell you, and I got ripped at Channel 8. When I first started as the weekend anchor at Channel 8, you know, all these out-of-towners who were working there were very angry with me because I said, why don't you put up a map and show where the murders happen? They don't happen all over the community. They happen in, you know, basically three places in the city where they're housing projects. Oh, my God, you're a racist. You've come back. You went to school in Texas, and you're a Richmonder who's a racist, or a Southerner who's a racist. I'm like, how is it racist to tell the truth? It the murders are happening in the housing projects. I mean, I don't know. What what do you want me to say to you? You want me to cover that up and act like that's not true because it makes you uncomfortable that it's predominantly black communities where the murders happening? How about you stand up and try to? protect the black citizens who are working hard who want to live decent lives who don't want the grandmas the moms single moms or otherwise who don't want to deal with street thugs shooting them and their kids and selling drugs to their kids how how about that how about instead of attacking me for being racist we do our job and we tell the truth about where the murders are happening oh no oh no oh my god oh my god we can't do that can't do that can't can't describe, you know, if somebody's on the loose, you can't say what they look like because, oh, that might be racist, too. I mean, we're killing ourselves as a society because we're obsessed by the optics rather than the truth, rather than what will actually fix things, which is called locking up the bad guys. And trust me, I don't give a damn if you're white and you're committing crime. I want you in jail. I mean, let me just clear that up for you. From my perspective, I don't care what you look like. If you're hassling people, if you're robbing people, if you're a criminal, if you're dangerous, it doesn't matter to me what color you are. I'm all about hammering you regardless. I'm not giving anybody a break. Who who told you anybody was giving somebody a break based on skin color? Not me. And quite frankly, most of the people I know would say the exact same thing. You know, if if somebody in my family is raped or killed, it doesn't matter to me whether it was a white person or a black person or an Asian person. It doesn't matter to me. Some crazy tranny. It doesn't matter to me who did it. I I want to know how many times were they arrested before they committed the crime. And you guys, you crazy prosecutors, Democrat prosecutors, let them out. But we've had an election. And it seems like everyone is just accepting the new reality. Oh, well, there's going to be additional crime. You know, hopefully, hopefully I won't get shot in the parking lot of the Whole Foods. I, I just won't say anything to the panhandlers. That way I don't get shot. I'll run in and run out 
or I'll order into the house so I don't actually have to go out in the community I live in. Is that what you signed up for here? You know, we got Abigail Spamberger announcing just a few minutes ago that she's going to run for governor (laughs) for the Democrat nomination for governor. So you got uh, LeVar Stoney now. Boy, people have been calling me about him. I mean, do you know I got a message from an ex-girlfriend? I'm like, don't, you know, no, no, I'm not. I don't do that. I don't do the ex-girlfriend thing. I don't do. I'm not interested in that. (laughs) Okay. We're not interested in those stories. I do. Republican Democrats save me. There's plenty to talk about that's above board, that's political. We don't need to go into that kind of thing. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, but so we got LeVar Stoney running for governor. Now we have Abigail Spamberger. Do you think that works? I mean, everybody says, oh, she's unbeatable. She's unbeatable. She's a CIA officer, which, you know, don't be confused. She's not the female James Bond. Nobody's making a movie about Abigail Spamberger sitting for 10 hours in front of a computer every day looking at data. Yeah, just to be clear, that's not where we're not. We're not talking about James Bond. We're not talking about any of those characters. We're talking about data analyst. Oh, let's go in and look at the uh, let's go look at the at the bank receipts and try to put two and two together. But I mean, she's do you are the Democrats voting for a CIA person? Right. I thought the Democrats hated the CIA. Growing up, every Democrat I knew who was very suspicious of the CIA hated the CIA. Oh, my God, the CIA is starting wars all around the world. They must be abolished. So what, now you're cool with the CIA? You're cool with the postal inspector lady? All right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see whether this works or not. I, I don't think she's unbeatable at all. I think she's, quite frankly, kind of a lightweight and and. Pretty extra. She votes with these Democrats up in D.C. regularly, but okay. Let's see how it goes. Uh, it's seven forty-two now, and you know, speaking of elections having consequences, sometimes that will mean more dead people in your neighborhood. Um, David Shepard is with us. He's written a book called "Elections Have Consequences: A Cautionary Tale." David, good morning to you. Tell me where this book came from and what what, what you're tracking here. Well, good morning, John. Um, well, I uh, was a conservative blogger for many years, and uh, this is pre yunkin and I saw what was going on, especially in your hometown of Richmond, and uh, I saw the leftward drift of Virginia from the previous two governors. And out of my great frustration, I, uh, I didn't know if my blogging was really doing any good, so I started writing. Um, I, I didn't intend to write a book, but just as a writing exercise, I started writing a story about a a sleazy governor who uh, has a bad past. And I kept writing this book, and then I, I felt, well, I need to add some new characters, so I got a good kind of a Republican uh, a state senator who was like a Trumpista, so I got her in there. And then uh, it just kept taking shape. And the reason I kept doing it is I thought, well, you know, maybe my fellow conservative Virginians would like to read it one day. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really seriously think so much about publishing, but I kept working at it. And the point of the novel was to try to capture our period of time. And through a use of a novel, I could speculate, I could give my opinions, I could uh, go after sort of all the boogeymen. Uh, and um, so I kept, I kept working on it and completed it. And then I, uh, 
I ended up finding a guy in Richmond. I wanted it. I wanted a Richmond publisher because the book takes place in Richmond. Right. And um, I got it published. And uh, it is. Um, if you read the book, even though it's fiction, when you read it, you're like, "Hey, I know this character. I know that character." And I tell um, a lot of Virginia history, uh, Virginia political history, some old stories that I uh, I, I learned as a, a young person coming up in Virginia politics. And, um, you know, the funny thing about the book, I meant um, sort of dystopia, but it's a little more satirical than dystopian, I, I discovered after I finished it. But um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, I just wanted to try to memorialize the, the period that we went through. Well, one of the uh, reasons I wanted to talk to you, David, is that it is very rare for conservative writers to sit down and actually write a book and get it published. And the next step, you know, if you were a big time wacko liberal um, who was saying, oh, the you know, you might recognize this character. They're Pat Robertson. You know, this is this is Jerry Falwell. Can you tell? Uh, or yeah. this is this is uh, the crazy George Allen, you know, that kind of thing. You would yeah. probably have a um, an option for them to make it into a movie for Netflix because yeah. the, the culture likes ridiculing and criticizing and diminishing um, conservatives. So it's very yeah. interesting to me that you've done this. Has anybody been interested in taking this to the next level in multimedia? Is that a possibility? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've talked to, uh, by the way, I, uh, I've been traveling the state and I get good response. I just want to let you know that uh, Governor Yunkin does have a copy and he, uh, okay. he did say he liked the title, Elections Have Consequences. And I, uh, I try to take certain pride, and of course I had nothing to do with this, but uh, towards the end of the campaign he would use the line. I, would, I was in Loudoun County, and he, he said, and, oh, by the way, elections have consequences. So I, uh, I don't know if I had some influence there at least. But, well, um, if, if gas prices and inflation and a world about to go into World War III haven't uh, woken people up to that reality on the on the national and international level, that elections do have consequences, I, I fear for the future. But I appreciate you putting this down on paper. The book by David Shepard is Elections Have Consequences, a cautionary tale. And uh, I'm not saying that reading this is going to give you a break from the headlines, but it might give you some insight <laughs> into yeah, what you're and, dealing and, with. Yeah, and it's also, yeah. uh, I think it'd be a fun read for Virginia Republicans. And I, I not all of it took place in Virginia. I threw in an AOC character. Um, I probably overdid that a little. Um, I'm yeah. sure. um, but all the things we went through, I tried to put into this book. So I threw in a police shooting. So I, I tried to cover everything. David, I really appreciate your work, and uh, I look forward to it. David Shepard, the author. Well, thank, thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. 747 on this Monday morning. I'm John Reed, News Radio, WRVA.